0: What's up everybody and welcome back to the Anything Better podcast with your host Paul Versey, Bill Burr producer Andrew Themlitz out there from his compound in Beverly Hills and guess what everybody? you guys are listening to episode number 61 guys, what do you have for 61?
1: I'm looking it up right now 61 I'll tell you that's a tough one. Who wore 61 in football Let's see Rodney Hudson what? All right. Who wore it in the NBA? Nobody. Nobody. Dave Piontek. The picture's in color. Uh, that's it. Baseball? Was there ever a baseball? I'm sure.
0: Oh, I'm sure. I bet you hockey. Hockey's got a 61. No?
1: Okay. MLB player. Best number. One through 99. Here we go. Oh, God. Scrolling down, Paul. We've been on this podcast for a while. 55, 56, 59, 60. They have Dallas Kuchel. 61. Levon Hernandez. Oh, okay. I remember Levon Hernandez. LeVon Paul, how Yankees. did you guys do last night? Did you guys beat the
0: uh, you you guys beat the Blue Jays? Oh, I'm going to tell you how we did. The New York Yankees have won 11 straight games, and we're sweeping fucking everybody right now. Listen, I know it's early. Hey, we're not,
1: you were playing garbage first. This is the big one. If you're playing Toronto and you're sweeping them, that's great.
0: Well, yeah, we beat we. Yeah, beat you're Toronto, playing the fucking
1: Orioles and the White Sox and uh, some B League team. Relax.
0: No, no, no. We we played. Yeah, one one of them was the Orioles. Okay, there you go. This fucking four wins. All right, but we just beat the we beat uh in Toronto back to back games, beat the Blue Jays up. That's I that you know and hey, listen, let's be honest. I mean 11- Bo
1: Bichette, I mean the guy's so dreamy with his highlighted hair. Bo Bichette's you know? pretty good.
0: What a name. Bo Bichette. Bo, a, Bichette. Bo Bichette is like <laughs> almost sounds like Boba Fett. It it does. It Bo does. But listen, eleven straight games in any professional league is—I'll—I'll take—I'll take eleven. But it's too early because they could lose seven out of the next eight, and then it doesn't matter. Well, so. you ever think
1: maybe I'm trashing the Yankees because the the Red Sox have lost four games to walk-offs,
0: hits, home runs, fucking, all kinds of
1: shit, dude. our bats- I feel like
0: baseball—baseball—you—it's—it's—it's it's, it's, it's always been for me. It's always been July fifteenth is when you know who a team is. It's way too early look what you guys did last year. Once you guys, you guys weren't that good. And then all of a sudden you guys got it. Great. So, Hey, look at the, look at the Celtics. Dude, the Celtics were like what eighth, ninth, 10th. And then all of a sudden they finished.
1: Yeah. Then they came on. How about that game last night? Huh? Jalen Brown, just deciding we were not going to lose. He ended the game in the first half. Although the one thing I do hate about the NBA is your team's up 25. And you know, at some point that's going to be cut to eight. I know, especially every yeah. single time. I actually like by the end of the third quarter, I just couldn't take it anymore, and I went and I played drums and I just kept checking the score. I I little that's, that's the only sport. Let's talk about
0: be- yes. Let's talk about this for a second because because I was saying this yesterday. I'm not going to say the NBA is fully fixed, but the thank NBA, you. But listen, but the NBA is manipulated. This is what it is. I figured it out last night because I was watching the I was watching the game. The NBA has a way, especially when they're stars. And, and I'm listen, when you have a John Morant, who they're saying face of the the, the the next guy, one of the next guy, which he is, they want that guy to make money for the league and to keep going. So a call here and there to keep it, fuck it, to keep a series in. to keep a- him close
1: that yes. maybe he can do something. Give yes. him a, 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 what do they call it? A fighter's chance, a puncher's chance. Dude, it is the most, it is the easiest Yes. Manipulated yes. fucking game. And there's 100%. no fucking way that the NBA commissioner does not sit down with those referees and say who gets the calls, who doesn't, individually and as far as the team goes. Because dude, you literally see. Dude, I saw last night, right? I mean, they evened it up. Uh, Jalen Brown. What the fuck happened? i mean he just like knocked this guy down or he pushed it, cleared him out with his hand. Yeah. I'm like, that's an offensive foul. He's Jalen Brown. You know, we, you know, we get the call. And then I watch uh, uh, the Greek freak go down and do the same thing. It's like, Oh, I get it. So if you're at NBA all-star weekend, yeah, you know, and you got all these endorsements and shit, not saying Jalen Brown does, but like if you're an all-star, if you're like a top tier player. Not only do you get those calls now in fantasy, NBA, that kind of fucking happens. In every sport. But that whole thing that I feel like just with like putting the whistle away. Oh, he's yeah. letting him play. And now he's calling it tight. The same game. Dude, I said for years the NBA was fixed. And then everybody said, oh, you're a conspiracy theory idiot. Which no. I was. But when they finally had the mobbed up ref, their thing was, oh, it's one guy. What the fu- It's always one guy, Paul. It's always some giant yeah. thing. And they always pin it." One person always takes the fall. That's
0: it. Well, well, they just, they just did a thing where they admitted the, the refs were talking where they admitted that they do have meetings, like they have a little briefing before a game. And that story that what's his name said about Allen Iverson was insane. And it was awesome that Allen Iverson recognized it. So apparently Allen Iverson showed a ref up, something happened. He showed a ref up and all of them hated that he did it. They had a meeting before the game. And they're just fucking killing them the whole game. And, and, and they're just not letting the Sixers win. And he was like, no way the Sixers are going to fucking win this game. And then that guy Donaghy started going. So finally during the game, Iverson walked up to one of the refs and he goes, so dude, how long is this going to go on for? And he goes, what are you talking about? And Iverson looked at him. He goes, you know what I'm talking about? How long is this going to, how long is this going to go on for? And it was just basically like, yeah, dude, like it was fucking put in place. So Kevin, uh, Kevin Garnett
1: one time said, you know, we didn't fit the NBA script this year. I was like, he's going to get fined for that. Yeah, But I mean, that's funny. You can argue with me, some jerk off comedian that doesn't play fucking anything. Right. And just say, but when, when a fucking player in the league is saying it,
0: well, what about John Morant last night? He goes, yeah, they kind of put the whistles away and let us play and let us bang, which was a good thing. But that just means that when they put the whistles away, then later in the game, if a little hand, a little after the guy shoots and it hits the hand, they blow the whistle and it changes everything. So I don't think they wanted Golden State to go up to nothing, especially winning both of those games in Memphis last night. So I think that they want John Morant to kind of go further. I do. Yeah, dude, If they, if somebody
1: gets swept, that's not good. That's not that's not a good thing. Now, I don't think that they manipulate every single thing, but I, I definitely think that um, the NBA was in a horrible place in the late 70s. Yeah. And they stepped in shit accidentally when Bird goes to Boston, Magic goes to the Lakers, and then they set off this thing that I feel like ever since then, they're like, this is our formula to make money. And for the longest time... You know, like that last time the Celtics and Lakers went into the finals, the the one that we won. Dude, the year before, we were like the worst team in the league. And then out of nowhere, we get Kevin Garnett for nothing with Kevin McHale in their front office. And then I remember the Lakers got Pau Gasol for nothing. They got his brother, but his brother stunk at that point. It's like a straight-up trade. And they just built both these teams up to be on this fucking... Head on collision so they could redo the 80s against Celtics Lakers. They did that for back to back years. And then I think what they realized when LeBron went to Miami, that these, you know, these super teams, these pylon teams are great for ratings because the Miami Heat fans will watch and then all of everybody that fucking hates a pylon championship team will watch to root for them to lose. And I got to be honest with you, dude, like, so many of these champions. I mean, it's been, it's been a little better these last couple of years, but like, you know, those Kevin Durant warrior teams was fucking stupid. The heat was stupid. The Celtics won that one with the big three. That was a pile on one. All of the Lakers throughout Kobe's whole fucking career were pile on teams right down to their coach. And I just feel like, I don't know to me, the, the, the NBA for the longest time has just been like, uh, it's cast like a movie.
0: Well, I want to tell you something to you and to all the Boston Celtic fans out there. The Boston Celtics have a place in Paul Versey's heart forever. And I'm going to tell you why. Because the fact that they swept those fucking rats, <laughs> those fucking rats in Brooklyn. I mean, I when I found that news out, I, I mean, it wasn't like the Knicks or anything, but I, the, the joy that that fucking gave me. Because just seeing, you know, Kevin Durant telling those young Knicks fans take the jerseys off—I don't care if he's joking or not—he's been shitting on the Knicks, so I loved seeing that. But um, yeah, man, dead Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum—that's a fucking dude. And then, and then you throw a, a guy who does all the intangibles like Marcus Smart—that's the ingredients for a championship. Dude, Grant team.
1: Williams. Yes. Grant Williams is is like, he's like a player coach. He's out there. Like that guy, they
0: had a mic in the chest. Did you see that? They bumped him in the chest and they, and they go and Stan Van Gundy goes, he goes, that guy's, even though he's small, he's like, that guy's not going to move, dude. Like you could punch that guy in the face. Like you guys have a gritty, you guys have the, in my opinion, the makeup and ingredients for a championship run with, with that. But I do think Marcus smart needs to be on the court for, to win that. That doesn't. Yeah.
1: But I also, I think, what we have was good. Um, back in the day, you could win like that. But I think once you got into the era of, uh, as Barkley calls them, the bus riders, the people that, or maybe the, is a bus rider a guy coming off the bench. Me, to me, a bus rider is a guy that they're already winning. You come in and you just like Clemens, you come in and like the Yankees were already winning and he comes on. And then next thing you know, you know, he's going through heroes Canyon or whatever. It was like, dude, they were already winning without you.
0: Yeah. I just love that you got back into the NBA the weekend that I was going to your house. This is what a good friend bill is. I was coming to his house. I spent four nights at his house with my wife, like a few years back. This is like two, three years before the pandemic. And you go, what do you want? What do you want? to? You know, you want, you want Johnny blue. What do you want? And I was like, like, whatever you want. And And I was like, the, the Knicks are playing tonight and he goes, I'm going to get the package. So he fucking, he got the NBA package and then you started watching the Celtics and you got back into it, which is fucking awesome.
1: Dude, I got to tell you something. I have all the packages and that's all last night. Not only did I watch the Celtics game until the third quarter, I would play drums because I was like, the NBA drives me fucking nuts. You'd be up by 40 points. You can never relax. Well, you, you guys, up guys by were, 40 what, they were was, up a
0: 38 0 run. You guys were up what twenty five at one point? Twenty four,
1: twenty five, yeah. And then yeah, yeah. <clears throat> got down to like twelve or fifteen or something. And I was just like, I just I don't I care too much to watch the rest of this. It's weird, but I not only did that. I sat down <laughs> and I watched uh the whole the Red Sox versus the Angels. Like I'm totally in on oh, baseball back. this year. Oh, you're oh, yeah.
0: back! I love it. I love it. No, and then I, think- I watched the
1: Bruins the other night too. We were play. It was a zero-zero game <clears throat> with a couple minutes left in this this the uh, second period, and um, the Hurricanes scored. You know when they score the second goal, so so close to the first one, they're still announcing the first one. Which, by the way, I don't like how the announcer after he says blah 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 blah, and then he goes woo. That's what they do in the garden. And I'm like, did they try to take that back because that's really. Uh, um, um rick flair's thing and he's from carolina like i don't understand uh, like why they. it's like can you come up with your own can you rip off somebody original <laughs> other than the one that we did so anyway they went up two to nothing then uh taylor hall scored we was two to one and i'm like all right here we go you know we got the big three you know first line let's see what happens dude and they just fucking turned it on Three to one, four to one, five to one. Dude, they score one, no angle. They shot it off to our goaltender, the side of his fucking head, and it went. And once I saw that, I was just like, all right, oh, it's boy. not our night. <laughs> <laughs> but here's the thing, dude. I um, I just watch the shit because I got a bunch of buddies of mine going like, oh, man, my kid's out here. They're becoming L.A. fans. And I try to get them to watch it. You know, my teams, they don't care. What I do is I just watch it every night and, I, and I'm passionate when I watch it. And like t- today, my daughter went to school with the Red Sox T-shirt on that I got her in Boston. And she goes, hey, Dad, you want to watch the Red Sox tonight? Oh. And I was like, yes,
0: I do. Oh, that's, dude, that's, that's dude, me, me and Lucas went to the mall the other day to buy sneakers, right, uh, as we do, as, as in the Versey household. You know, me and Lucas walking through the mall getting kicks, and he ends up getting like multiple boxes. But I give him credit. It was his money. He got my son has made honor roll every quarter, dude. He's one of the best basketball players on the team, best shooters, and he's made honor roll every quarter, so he gets cash. He gets payola if he, he makes the cash. honor roll. He gets he gets cash, and if he gets high honor roll, he gets more cash from his grandmother. So he's got like you know he's like dad. I got three hundred and fifty dollars. I want to go get sneakers. So he bought the new Lamelo balls. He bought like white Nikes for the summer. So we're walking, and he just we're just talking, and he goes, Dad. He goes. He goes, I love the Knicks so much. And he goes, he goes, if they win and me and you were there, he goes, I'm going to, he goes, I'm going to cry. He goes, I, I want them to win so bad. I said, buddy, we're going to be there. And he goes, he goes, I, I love the Knicks so much. He goes, I give my life for them to win. I go, let's not get crazy. I go, let's not get- <laughs> I go, yeah. I go he goes, dad, he goes, you don't understand. He goes, you don't, you don't understand. And, and cause I've taken them to the garden. We've been to the garden. My son like loves the garden, knows the garden. You know, the fact that I got to open for you at the garden and have like the set of my life. And I tell him that like, yeah, center court, I was right there. But like he said, he said, he goes, I'll give my life for a Knicks championship. I go, buddy, we're going to be there, dude. But like having that. And then I just thought of friends that I knew in high school who was like, my dad likes the Yankees. fucked that. I'm a Mets fan. And I'm going, your dad fucked up, dude. Your dad fucked up, man. If you don't love what your dad loves, it's the it's on the dad. It's on the dad, man. I don't know, dude. That's
1: a tough one, though,
0: because there's other
1: variables. Because the guy could have married a, a fucking jerk, and then she's just always coming at it. you know, you know. If you hear though that awful thing with <laughs> yeah, yeah. the dad or the mom turns the kids against the other parent, that happens sometimes in like divorce and shit. It's oh, just yeah. like yeah, it becomes like a real bad thing. I don't know. I, I my thing is you know, once a year, the whole family goes back, goes back east and um i think this year i'm gonna take my my son's too little but i'm gonna take my daughter to a red sox game we're gonna get like bleachers well not bleachers i don't want to be around drunks but um just gonna get you know some regular old seats you know and get some hot dogs she always like she hears this song every night buy me some peanuts and cracker jesse she goes i want to go dad i want to get peanuts and cracker jacks it's oh, hilarious yeah. So I don't know if we'll be there for the whole game. She'll probably get bored after a while Once she's, you know, I'll buy her like a little, like some Red Sox stuff. We'll probably go for like, you know,
0: five innings or whatever. Um, Are you, I was talking to a buddy about this the other day. What's your thing? I'm a night game guy. Are you a night game or a day game? I'm a night game, mezzanine, hot dog, beer. Good. I don't need the low. I like to see the vantage point. I'm, I'm, I don't like the day game. I I'm like a day sun.
1: game. If it's during the week, some random day game where people are skipping work because the vibe at the park is awesome. And I am a under the mezzanine in the shade shade. Yeah. But if I go uh, but
0: I, I love a night game. Yeah. You gotta, I love. Yeah, yeah. Night games are great. I love a night game under the. I got to tell you something. One of the nicest places I've been to see a baseball game other than Yankee stadium in Pittsburgh was Dodger stadium. I think Dodger Stadium's fucking awesome.
1: Yeah, and the fact that that was during that awful cookie-cutter stadium thing. And they kept it. Yeah, but they made a good one. And it's the only one with uh, either five decks or six decks, I
0: forget. Goes all the way up. And it was weird because I walked into Dodger Stadium and I walked in. I was up in left field on the top. You know what I do? I, I go to
1: a Dodger game. I'm starting the tradition now. Mike Price. The great Mike Price from the Simpsons and F is for family. Like he was a huge Mets fan. He actually made me sort of like I root for the Mets when I see their score because I know it makes them happy. So we go to a a Dodgers-Mets game every year, and he's a total baseball guy. So if I'm there keeping score, he's not going to be – you know, people give you shit when you keep score. I love doing that.
0: Oh, with the, with the book. Yeah. I got a, a couple of that kid. Chris Neff does it. I know some other baseball people that will do it, but I, I just, you know, cause then you gotta be like, wait, what happened if you miss something? Like, wait, what happened with the, <laughs> you gotta write it down. Yeah,
1: you gotta pay attention. <clears throat> yeah. But then what's great is if you keep it years later, you, you look at it and you look at the names, dude, I okay. have some from, I have like fucking uh, Cal Ripken. I have like, uh, you know, like Jeter and all of those guys, 98 Yankees. I have those somewhere in my office. I have like those. Can you see who they played and then you see how they did that day? And you can actually just look, look at the box score and see uh, sort of relive the game a little bit.
0: That's fucking awesome.
1: I know what all the young people are saying. Or you could just go on fucking oldbaseball.com and watch the whole game
0: you have it in your hand where am i going
1: all right everybody it's solo stove do you like to cook but you don't want to do it for anybody else introducing solo stove no that's not what this is there's nothing quite like the feeling of gathering around a warm (laughs) fire on a cool evening (laughs) finally a stove for loners one burner (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> one plate one spatula that's, that's it, it. It's
1: <laughs> just you against the world anyway and a smokeless fire pit from solo stoves makes your outdoor moments <clears> even <throat> more memorable memorable because instead of having to constantly dodge those goddamn campfire fumes you can sit back relax and actually enjoy the fire and right now you can get a great deal on a solo stove fire pit solo stove fire pits are brilliantly engineered made with premium grade 304 paul stainless steel not 303 304 and a 360 degree airflow system that maximizes efficiency and this is a huge part paul while minimizing the smoke what fun is to smoke if the entire time you feel like you're sitting behind a city bus you just want to feel the the warmth paul you want to have the flames reflecting dancing off your beautiful olive skin paul as your chain comes out of your turtleneck, right? Yep. Uh, (laughs) Easy to light with a few bits of data. Your fire is blazing in minutes, perfectly portable. Take Solo Stove with you on camping trips and more. You can take it out to tailgate, Paul. Shop now and get 30% off fire pits all month long and use the promo code BETTER checkout to get an extra $10 off, plus a lifetime warranty and free 30-day returns. Just go to Solo Stove and remember, you get $10 off when you use promo code BETTER.
0: All right. It's every plate, everybody. And I love every plate because me and my wife just got this thing. And, uh, Oh, Stacy's loving every plate. Uh, not much of a cook, not a problem. (laughs) And I don't mean that towards my wife. She's a good cook, but this does make it easy. Uh, every plate recipes come together in just six, six simple steps and are done in just about 30 minutes or less. You'll learn how to make a ton of different recipes, uh, practice cooking techniques, and save money all at the same time. Tired of eating the same plate of chicken and rice on repeat? Every yes. plate. Yeah, I know. It's true. Every plate offers a wide range of mouthwatering meat, seafood, veggie options, and more. Plus, you could swap out proteins, veggies, and sides to your liking. After all, variety is the spice of life. Think about it less time in the kitchen means more time watching the game. More money in your pocket means uh, more to spend on concert tickets and, hey, comedy tickets are your favorite comedians. Uh, that new driver. Oh, we're talking golf later, Bill, or whatever it is you have your eye on. Uh, yeah, we got it, and Stacy and I just cooked with it, and we love it. Try every plate for just $1.79 per meal by going to everyplate.com, enter code BETTER179. Uh, every plate, try it just for $1.79 per meal.
1: $1.79, Paul. I mean, shit, you're eating for like, uh, you know, about, I
0: don't know, 48 bucks a month. Dude, you go on your couch cushions. You're fucking eating for a month. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Every plate, try it for seventy nine per meal. Go into everyplate.com and enter code BETTER179. Uh, that's up to $104 value. Uh, speaking of making people happy, I was in Chicago, who I surprised Joe Bartnick for a special. Joe Bartnick crushed his special at the Den Leveled. Theater. Yeah, and uh we we went out after the amount of people that came up to me saying when you and Burr talk animals on anything better, it warms our heart. This lady was like one woman was like she knew about grizzly bears and she like studied them or whatever, and she goes, listening to you guys talk, she goes, I could listen to you guys talk. I sent Andrew a bunch of pictures. Andrew, I sent you a bunch of stuff with animals. Um, on Instagram and shit, but, uh, yeah, people were getting a kick out of how we were saying, what would kill us, what we would, what we would want to kill us more. And then I just saw like 40 foot snakes (laughs) and all this shit. And it was, (laughs) I'm telling you, dude, there's gotta be somewhere. There's gotta be something funny with comedians camping. I was going (laughs) to, you take comedians from each generation. You get like a uh, a Dom, uh, what's it called? Herrera, Dom Herrera. Then you get like, who's under, like whoever would be like, right, like a Rich Voss. Then you get like a Your Generation. Then me, you get like the younger comic all the way up and you put them in the fucking woods with cameras for four days with wildlife. Probably some of the funniest shit ever.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I'll enjoy watching it because you're not going to get me out there.
0: Yeah, could you imagine Bobby? Dude, what the fuck was that?
1: (laughs) Dude, I got to, you know, Uh, I can't believe he goes out in the wilderness. There's no way he does that.
0: And dude, he's fucking prepared. Dude, I went with him once because he fucking called me on a podcast and I go, yeah, I'll go. Well, he better have a gun because he's not out running anything. Dude, he brought coffee (laughs) pots.
1: Dude, I'm prepared. How are you prepared out there? Dude, he had bags
0: of dinner and like coffee pots. Listen, dude. Like- at
1: some point you're going to sleep in your sleeping bag. And then all the nocturnal animals are coming out with their fucking yellow eyes and shit that show up on your video and they're awake and you're asleep and they're looking for a fucking meal and you're wrapped up like a burrito. Yeah. Dude, I got a knife. I got a fucking gun. <laughs> I got a shoddy. Yeah. And you're asleep
0: yeah no it's it's i i want I, there's know. no way i could sleep like in the woods okay
1: the wilderness i can't go to sleep unless somebody's up no you got to do
0: a the way you the way you go camping with a. and family we got claymores is, around cabin. the perimeter cool. clap them three times paul no 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 you got to have a cabin you got to have a cabin with your family and then you go fishing and you have a plate you're actually in a structure all right that's a vacation
1: paul that's that's not camping
0: yeah it is no no
1: no if you're in a fucking cabin that's not camping
0: Uh, in the woods yeah (laughs) you're in a house (laughs) yeah but it's in the woods paul you live in the woods (laughs) i've seen the pictures
1: i mean dude the foliage and all of that you literally live in the woods it's fucking beautiful but you got a beautiful you're in a house yeah
0: yeah, that's true. I if you're guess. in a cabin, you can control the environment. So your definition of camping is you got to be in a sleeping bag on the or in a tent outside. Something can step on what you're sleeping in
1: and it collapses and then you <laughs> can get killed. That's camping. <laughs> a fucking bear right. comes up to your cabin. You can film it through the fucking window, which is also something that I wouldn't do because those things learned how to open car doors.
0: Like that's in their wheelhouse now. Oh, so dude, I had Tom Green. Um, I had Tom Green on the Versi effect a while back. And he said to me that he is with a group of people that are going to prove Sasquatch is real. And he fucking meant it. And I, apparently all these people that are seeing it in Washington State. So Bill Burr, I ask you on the Anything Better podcast, do you believe in some sort of Bigfoot or Sasquatch? No. 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 So you think all those, and I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, but you think all those sightings are bullshit. All those people are bullshitting when they see it. Yes. Okay. Do you believe in UFOs, Bill? I don't know. I said okay. More, uh, I'll go with more that. More.
1: Yeah. If there's, there's people there, it's all right. But no, no. Why do you one. don't start yelling at me? Dude,
0: there's like 9 million fucking one? Really take... All right. All right. But, dude, after a while, I got to be honest, I don't I don't really – what are people seeing with this Bigfoot fucking thing, dude? Because people keep seeing
1: something. There's no way there's something that big and hairy that we could hunt and, and put its head on the fucking – if there, somebody had a Bigfoot head on the wall, then I would believe that it existed because yeah, we would have killed bones? one by now.
0: And where are their bones when they die out there, too? That's yeah, the and they're way. not
1: evolving, and they don't have weapons. We could easily fucking capture one and take it out. But well, what do you mean weapons? Was it fucking Chewbacca? It's got a fucking crossbow? Well, that's what I'm saying. It's not evolving like, you know, ever since they've been talking about Bigfoot, Dude. our guns kept getting better. They're <laughs> yeah. not evolving. I'm saying that we, would, we could easily kill them. Like a tiger's a fucking tiger.
0: Dude, how fucking nuts would it be just saw Bigfoot with a... With a fucking crossbow, or fuck, they just evolved. They're taking hunter shit. That would be the what would be more terrifying than a nine foot fucking sasquatch with a fucking rifle? Oh my god, dude!
1: Uh, a feminist with an Instagram page. <laughs> Thank you, Harry Bill
0: Burr, ladies. Hey, I'll be at the fucking <laughs> Chuckle Hut on Tuesday. Tuesday. Uh, I don't know, man. I don't know, Tom Green's hilarious. He was like, No, we're gonna prove it within 10 years. I'm like, I want it to be like Tom, I love you, but you're not gonna prove it. Um,
1: no, that's not happening.
0: No, no, and 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 Sasquatches would have there would
1: have it's like been- the Loch Ness monster. It's just like, yeah. when is that thing gonna fucking die? Let's just say, all right, it's a fucking dinosaur and shit. Okay. What is it? It it's it's immortal, it just keeps living. It doesn't need a female to bang, and then they make little Loch Ness monsters? Yeah, what's its lifespan? Yeah, it's like a fucking vampire meets a dinosaur. Like, none of it makes sense.
0: No, no. I don't believe in a Loch Ness monster, but I I, I got to be honest. There, there are thousands of people that say they saw uh, like, sightings, and it's like, are they all lying? That's the only thing. Yes. So, all right. No, I, I, I remember they did a show called Finding Bigfoot. It was on for like 10 seasons. They didn't find shit. It would be the middle of the night. And they would just hear, Ooh, And they'd be like, there it is. There it is. And it would be like oh, a yeah. whole episode. That <laughs> was like that, uh, that Ghost Hunter show.
1: They had these stupid fucking devices. I do not know what they were to, 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 to measure paranormal <laughs> <laughs> waves and shit. It was like a- going crazy. Look at that. Look at that reading. It's like, what is it? A I don't even know what it is. Yeah, it's a, it's a little box with a number on it, and it's just like, when are you gonna catch one of these fucking things? They never did, and people just kept watching, peering around the corner. Uh, like if they ever fa- I still bit on that. If they ever found a ghost, okay, the footage would not be shown at fucking twelve thirty at night. Whenever that dumbass show came on, like you're gonna watch that night, and then you're gonna come into work. Did you see it? You missed it. They had actual footage of it. It's stupid.
0: Oh, dude, I saw one where a guy showed up. He had beef with a guy that died, and he wanted to go confront the guy. And he's going, you were a coward in life, and now you're a coward in death. Show yourself. It's like, what? It was ridiculous, dude. It was ridiculous. But people watched. I don't know. Well, what about you when you went on your little trip there,
1: and you saw Colonel Sanders, and he said, hey, see you later. And the next thing you knew, he was like
0: nine miles down the fucking street. Oh, dude, that was that was something, man. I I, I, I can't explain that, man. Dude, I had somebody reach out. Some you well, know, you're also, you know, let's be honest. We're not the brightest people. I wasn't drunk, dude. And the kid, no, dude, I wasn't the one. That, the other kids saw it. The other kid goes, dude, look at that real quick. Look how far it was. And he was freaked the fuck out. And then I looked at him and the guy was like a football field down in two seconds. So I'm not sure. Ju- and some woman goes, no, some woman wrote me and she goes, I know what that was. She goes, I'm a professor at so and so. There was like, and she started saying like a paradox and this. And I was just like, some people were like fucking went nuts over that episode. But paradox. I say, some what shit. I a, don't know. A paradox, isn't that like a problem? I, I don't know. She said something like another dimension or paranormal. Or like this guy was in a porthole and the, uh, and he probably had a fuck. And she was like, "There, that was a real thing that you saw. Well, here's but, um, my thing
1: about that. If that guy walked through a porthole, why isn't he also looking at you? Like, what the fuck is that jacket made out of? Like if he's from the past, how come he's not freaking out? How come the only- they're always just totally chill walking through a fucking porthole? Yeah. The
0: only thing that I would I, I was able like to Like if I was a
1: time traveler dude, like I would I would time travel throughout whatever time to malls and I would go there at night and I would get the fucking modern clothes and I'd put them on so then I can walk around and look at shit. I wouldn't show up looking like this in a hundred years <laughs> wearing a fucking hoodie.
0: Maybe they'll think I'm a hipster. Look at him. <laughs> He's dressing like it's 2022. So if you could go back anywhere, would you go to like a sporting event locker room? Would you go to like a, would you go to like a, uh, I'm trying to think of like, if you could go somewhere and visualize what they were seeing at, at any moment, where would you go? Like, you know, I would go back
1: and rather than kill Hitler, I would heckle him. That would be the ultimate.
0: That would be great. What are you talking about,
1: you midget? You fucking brown eyes, you ugly little sweaty bastard. <laughs> See if you could def Like, why? Why does every episode have to go back and kill the guy? Why couldn't you just defuse him with some good heckles and just keep show- showing up early at all their marches, dude?
0: I go back to September tenth, two thousand. What would you heckle? Uh, Hitler, what would you say to him? I would, I, I would fuck with his mustache, dude. I would, I would fuck with his mustache. Yeah, no, hey, got Charlie going to lead us into a world war. <laughs> hey, you missed the spot.
1: <laughs> you yeah. missed the spot. I, I, I like this one. Hey, Adolf, go like this.
0: Go like no, this. Yeah, yeah. You got something. You got something right there. <laughs> well, I go like this. Why are you yelling? like i do with my wife why are you yelling yeah um no i'd go back to this September guy sounds 10th. crazy i would prevent 9-11 dude i go back with the footage of what September about when 10th. he would sit there and he'd be all quiet
1: before he what? before he spoke and you could just be jesus christ let's go let's get to the hate
0: yeah <laughs> are we gonna burn a book Hey, everything, uh, you don't like Jews because you're an ugly little bastard? You're trying to take the uh, focus off of you? Yeah, but you got to make sure he don't get you, though, because he'll, he'll string you up with fucking piano wire and shit like they did in uh, after that in Valkyrie. Whoa, whoa, whoa.
1: He, he's going to? Well, you know. He his, never did shit. His goons. He never did. All he did was run his fucking yap. If you got him early on, make posters just making fun of him. <laughs> I would just start walking around dressing like him.
0: Going, he's oh just fucking screaming at food. You'd be a Hitler impersonator? Yeah, I oh would. Oh, my God. That would be hilarious. Dude, they, he would have you killed quick, though, man. They would, would go he? back. What? Yeah, dude, they would go back and be like Adolf. There's a guy. Dressed, I don't like know.
1: What? <laughs> I'm fucking with you.
0: It was a dumb
1: premise. I I thought that heckling would end the Third Reich.
0: (laughs) It would confuse him. It would definitely confuse him. You'd be like, guys, I don't What's this guy doing? Hey, Rudolph, you're really going to listen to this guy? (laughs) (laughs) Ivan! Uh Just trashing all of them? Oh my God, Bill, how hard did me and you laugh? How hard did me and you laugh at the den theater? Andrew, put this picture up, please. For the love of God, put this picture up. I'm going to send it to you right now, dude. I swear to God, this picture had me and Bill. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. I'm sending it to you right now, Andrew. I don't know if me and Bill ever as friends laughed together. Mike Bertolino walked in people like, what is going on? It fucking struck a chord. I just sent it to your text. If you could post it or show it. I don't know how you could dude. I, (laughs) or should I just do it here? Or no, maybe you could do it better. Dude, we were in the thing and I'm holding the phone and me and Bill took a picture and it was just like, Hey man, let's take a picture, you know? And Bill Did that like over the top like influencer look? And I swear to God, I've been anytime I've been in a bad anytime I've been in a bad mood, I've been looking at it. Oh my God, it's the funniest thing. We were (laughs) fucking (laughs) crying. Did you get it? I don't know what what he's saying, but uh, he said something about two o'clock. Send it to my computer to show you guys. Oh okay, Um, but yeah, dude, that was. that was so funny. And Bill, you did the right thing by going back to him. By the way, how good? Oh, you didn't have a steak. You know, we went out to Chicago. When I go to Chicago, I like to buy my friend steaks. It's just what I do. I like to, you know, but I gotta be honest with you. I love picking up a fucking tab. I just do. I like picking up a fucking tab. I just like taking the check. Well, you were coming in hot. No, Dude, I was- yeah, I'm getting there at
1: three. We're getting steaks at four, blah, blah, blah. Dude, I was so fucking wiped out. And fighting off a cold. You're like, yeah, you want to go out there and do it? I was just like,
0: yeah. No, you didn't have to, though, dude. I should have said no. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, we were on the couch. Dude, when I tell you that hit me so hard, we were fucking crying laughing. But, um, no, I went into Chicago, I landed and I said, let's get steaks at four 30. So Kenny goes, yeah. And I asked Bill and Bill was like, Hey dude, I'm taking a nap. And I'm going, Oh shit. And I know what it's like when you're tired. So then I just felt like I felt bad, but, uh, dude, the steak was incredible, man. I love going to Chicago and getting a steak. And that, place, oh, yeah, you at got place, you. So. yeah, places Kenny club soda goes, yeah, Paul. Cause it's, it's my kind of town. <laughs> uh uh chicago's still all right let's do this let's wrap up the show with this top five places to eat in the united states you want to go first you want me to go first well geez in the united states in the united states top five cities to eat in oh cities yeah like tough
1: yeah oh i thought you said places oh cities all right uh los angeles
0: top five. Oh, I got to keep going. Yeah.
1: All right. Uh, LA, uh, Chicago. Oh, you're getting me here. Um, New York, you know, you're going to have those three, but then I'll come dude. You can't do three. The burritos, the burritos in San Francisco, uh, rots in milwaukee fucking nashville
0: cuban food in miami dude i mean what are we doing here five yeah miami was miami was one of them too yeah i got miami's a great food city yeah i got new orleans uh, oh fuck new orleans is a good one new orleans oh my god um And, and but dude then there's barbecue in the south there's barbecue in the South, dude. I know.
1: You know me, uh, the uh, sauce barbecue in Birmingham, Alabama. That's my spot.
0: There's a sushi place. Actually, there's a Thai place and a sushi place in Vegas that they say is like, like just nuts. But, um, Vegas York, has
1: really good food. New,
0: New, New York. I would say New York. I would, from my experience, uh, New York, Vegas, Miami, Chicago, and then it's and then yeah I mean I guess L A's got such great L A's got such great Mexican food and, and good food out there. No, oh, L A has
1: the best food, period. People don't know that, dude. The food out here is fucking unbelievable.
0: You East, East Coast guy, hey, they can't make pasta fucking bread over here. I had good. No, I had good meals out there.
1: Ah, uh, yeah. See, you haven't gone to the right places yet.
0: No, I've had I've had I've had really good meals out there. Delicious. Yes. I'm still not getting great um dude i mean you're well, saying you come out here you have a chip on your shoulder no but you're saying i mean you're saying best in the world i mean new york is best in the world maybe no best in the states no best in the world new york new york city's got some fucking unbelievable restaurants though man. Well, i i i yeah i'm just i'm too old okay Go ahead, yes, that exactly I would say Italian restaurants, I would say New York, I would say for Italian over Italy no, no, I meant in the, I, should, I should have said world, I' meant in the, states, for, in for the Italian. states in the states but but yeah, I don't know, I don't know the best steak I ever had was at the Mirage with you in Vegas. it's the best steak I ever had in my life, so who fucking knows
1: um I don't know New York is like I don't know It's it's like they've just had their balls washed so many fucking times that like, first of all, like New York pizza is not good overall because so many people are living off the reputation of New York pizza that, and then people who don't know where to go, go there. There are so many just fucking terrible slices of pizza in New York. It's off the hook. Well,
0: the thing is
1: 90% of New York pizza sucks.
0: New York pizza is not the best pizza. In the, what people don't understand is the best pizza is not from New York. The best pizza in the world is from Connecticut. The best pizza is from New Haven, Connecticut. The, the, and that's what uh, Sally's and, um, and Frank Pepe's. The 1925 Frank Pepe's in Little Italy in New Haven. Connecticut oven pizza. Connecticut- I don't know. There's
1: a place out in uh, uh, Jersey that's been making a lot of noise,
0: too. Oh yeah, I got it in my phone. We gotta try it out, dude. When you come this way, we'll go to Yukon or something, or we'll go we'll go to the uh, what's it called Yale Bowl again, and we'll go to New Haven, and we'll go to Sally's. And dude, Sinatra used to play the garden and have his driver go to Sally's and pick him up pies.
1: Wouldn't it? I always heard that, and I got wouldn't it be fucking freezing cold by the time I got to him? I don't understand that. Where's New Jersey? No, New no, Jersey. Like an hour and a half. Yeah, I got it in my phone here, Paul. It's some brick oven pizza. Yeah,
0: brick oven's good, man, because the temperatures motherfucker. are so high. Oh, M.
1: New Jersey's. Uh, DeLuca's Pizza. Okay. And it says 9.4 barstool. Got a
0: 9.4. Yeah, but here's the thing. Portnoy's not Italian, so... I don't fucking his his fucking taste buds aren't look Andrew I see you looking at me I I don't I need an Italian kid to fucking take a take it take a bite
1: guys your question why do you keep sniffing and shrugging your shoulders He's not Italian I need it I need a uh, need an Italian guy
0: <laughs> I need you know somebody. all you needed was the a, not for nothing. <laughs> Not for nothing, I need somebody from the old country's taste buds to let that sauce, cheese, and bread hit their fucking palate. But I gotta no tell you underrated New
1: Jersey. The food in New Jersey is underrated. It is. It is. The food in New Jersey. Is I know incredible. it kills you to say that, dude. There's killer oh. Italian out there too. No, no. I was New playing Jersey? Red Bank, and uh, I just happened to stop at some fucking strip mall, and I went in there, and it was just this Italian deli. It was fucking insane, Paul. All of this homemade stuff, it was fucking bananas. I got that on my phone somewhere. I should have. Oh, look at that. There's New Haven. Sally's, the Pizza, and Pepe's. I would say Guns The the Commodore's Palace, Commander's Palace. We ate ate there. Yep. Those Cafe's, Willie Mays Scotch House, Cafe Beignet. You want to hear my spots, Paul? Yeah, write this down, people. These are the spots. What do you, where do you want where do you, where do you want to go?
0: Uh, look there, you go. Bill's gonna take you on a tour of America. Where do you want to go? You want to eat now? You want to eat some gumbo? Go down to uh, Louisiana.
1: This is what I have for Philly: Steve's Prince of Steaks, Nick's Roast Beef, Ashton Cigar Bar. Oh yeah, Dallas Sandro's Cheese Steaks, Dinik's Pork Style, Chicago Style. It says insane. I don't remember that. And Jay's Joint is another Philly one. Don't Pittsburgh. forget Saws. Don't forget Saws in Birmingham. We just went. I know, but I'm in Philly. Pittsburgh, Poyamanthis, oh, oh, Pennsylvania Macaroni Company for the Gabagoo. That's where we got that. Given to Fly, Fried Chicken Sandwich. That's a new place. One of these days, Paul, I'll make a coffee tape, table book. All my, my food spots. Rhode Island, Warwick Ice Cream. And you know, where we're going to put that book
0: bill right up <laughs> your fucking ass. No, we're going to put that book in our cigar lounge. We're going to put that book in our cigar lounge. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to have a cigar lounge next to neck, next to a pizzeria. So it's going to be uh Pauly's pizza parlor. And then it's going to be the cigar lounge. So here's the thing. You
1: bankroll the pizza parlor. I'll bankroll the cigar bar.
0: Yep. And then, and then we'll then go we'll 50, little- 50
1: on the massage parlor.
0: And they'll, and they'll be able to, you'll be able to get an edge up. we will have barbers in there. And then what we'll do is we'll have, we'll have sports stuff up. So you could talk sports while you get your thing. And then you go into another room for a scotch and a fucking stick. And if you're not in them, and, and if you want a little bite, you go to Paulie's pizza, Paul, we'll bring the pizzas over to you.
1: I'm glad I'm you that. clarified that. Cause I don't want somebody getting their beard trimmed as I'm eating a fucking slice in the same room. No, no, no. It's got to be separate. The, the, okay, the, cool.
0: the, yeah, the, the barber is just sports talk and a cut. That's right, it. Send me the plans, Paul. And then, and then, yeah. And where are we doing it? Lexington? Oh, Kentucky? Is that what you want to retire? No, my, well, you know, Lucas is going to go to Kentucky. And Stacy says if Lucas goes to Kentucky, we're going to get a place over there. So I was like, all right. So, but no, it doesn't matter where the cigar lounge is. We could do the cigar lounge wherever you want, you know, but we'll have a nice, you know, Nice little pizzeria next to a, next to a cut. Oh, we're going to do massages too. That's, that's nice. You have a little steam room.
1: Yeah. I mean, this is all like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just thinking how fast we would be divorced. <laughs> if we had that, if if I had that whole thing, I mean, what do I need
0: anybody for? i become a s- self-sustained. Oh, dude. Stacy would call you crying, going, "Bill, I never see him. He's, he's always talking sports at the at the place."
1: Oh my God! Like when they're looking for Maury for Maury's wigs. Uh, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm I'm sure he's just went out with the friends, and you'll know, find him. Jesus Christ! You called Paul. You've just been sitting at the pizza parlor for days, smoking. Dude, we one of that. the coldest lines in fucking Goodfellas is when. They whack Maury's, uh, the, the Maury guy. Mm-hmm. And then Henry Hill is saying to Jimmy the Gent, what do I tell his wife? What do I tell her? And he goes, I tell you she we ran off with some broad. What the fuck do I care? Like that's so, yeah. That he would like, would, would like that lie that she would then be sitting at home thinking this guy that was loyal to her all these years because he's like, You know, 37 years of marriage, he never didn't come home. I know something happened that all of a sudden that she would, now she
0: thinks the whole thing was a lie. And the reality is the guy was killed. I mean, I was just like, you know what I was talking to my brother about the thing when uh, Tommy shot spider and he just fucking shot him. And and he just goes like, what are you, what what are you a fucking sick maniac? And my, and, and it's just like, yeah, like that's exactly Like he was like that guy in real life. What's funny is in real life, the guy's bigger, but like that guy was so sick that in real life, they said he would just fucking kill anybody like at the drop of a dime. Like just, you know what I mean? It's, it's, you know, and they glorify it in the movie, but animals bill.
1: And we still quote it to this day. All right. I got a movie. I got to go fucking edit. All right. I got to get out of here. Sorry. I don't mean to be all Hollywood, but Paul, I need to go to an edit bay.
0: Go to that edit bay. Do what you got to do. Uh, you know, it's going to be, I don't go. it's going to be an unbelievable fucking movie. I know that much. So you, you know be- why Paul? Cause you're in it. Well, that's part of it. What movie My kind
1: of actor. Paul Bur- is is
0: what movie I get. I did it. He goes like this. He goes, you want to know why Joe? He goes, you want to know why Joe D was the best? He goes, cause right. he's Italian dad. He goes, well, that's part of it <laughs> in, in a Bronx tale. Yeah. And he took his son to work. He wanted to know cause he's Italian dad. Well, that's part of it. Um, so
1: all this right, is how guys, weird my taste in cars and trucks is. I actually love that bus. I no, that's was, an old school, cool bus. I love that fucking bus. I that's like that. A, you got to drop the change in and all of that shit. And that. I, I also I like love the, that that was his job that he drove the bus and he would bring his lunch like just yeah, how yeah. simple that life was, and but they had enough money for an apartment. He's got a wife and a
0: kid. Remember, he honked, and, He pulled the he pulled the thing down to honk to his son, and he goes like this, and his son goes no, and he just goes, and then his son ran. <laughs> and yeah, son ran over. That's great.
1: The simplicity of that life is something very appealing.
0: All right, All everybody. Right, this has been uh, episode. 61 check out paulverzi.com for all of my upcoming dates buffalo's coming up the 26th of may check out bill's monday morning podcast check out the verzi effect podcast please subscribe to the anything better youtube channel and uh my youtube channel i'll be channel, up in uh, uh
1: oakland sacramento
0: and uh, fresno oakland sacramento fresno check out bill and uh we'll be back next week with another anything better thank you very much everybody we'll see you then